Welcome back to the Suraj Podcast. Last episode, we talked about how Bairupa was given the Manji, the leadership of the region where Bairupa village is by Guru Hargobind. Chapter 24 now begins describing how the news of Guru Hargobind liberating Bairupa and placing him in charge of that region, giving him the position called Manji. The news about this spread across that land and region as well as foreign lands. Guru Hargobind made such a low status person into a king. He made a piece of dirt into a mountain. And the Guru has the ability to make a mountain into a piece of dirt if approached in anger. But it pleased they could make people the kings of heaven. The exalted Guru Hargobind is the holder of all powers and abilities. The Devtas in heaven can't even comprehend the Guru's power and ability. Around that time and in that area, there was a place called Kangar. It was a bustling city. The commander of that region was named Jodhshah, also Jodrai or Rai Jod. He always had an army riding alongside him. Such great and tough warriors who killed their enemies. His elder, his lineage came out of the person named Mitha Meher. He obtained great kingdom during the time of Emperor Akbar, the Mughal emperor who was a Chakravarti Raja, a king who could go anywhere and declare a victory, who could also rule. Mitha Meher had a daughter who was so beautiful, nothing you said would do justice in describing how beautiful she was. Akbar heard this, heard of her beauty, and desired her. He said, she should understand getting married with me would be best for her. Mirtamer heard this, heard the request, and thought, well, Akbar is the great emperor of this entire land. If I don't agree, well, he'll just come over here and take her. I don't have any control, any power. I won't be able to prevent this. So he understood Akbar's power and said, if you want to marry my daughter, then you should come here from your house, leave your fort and kingdom, and approach our family like a humble groom. And then you can marry her in our tradition of the fere, of the lama, essentially, circling the fire. Akbar heard this and he agreed to it. He came as a groom to the bride's village and married Mirtameher's daughter. And in doing so, Akbar gave Mirtameher a great position within the empire out of happiness, giving him control and tax revenues of many villages near that area, giving him so many horses, elephants, and other military supplies. So that family, Mirtamer, had Raj, had control over that area since then, since the time of Akbar. Akbar is the Mughal Empire during the time of Guru Arjan Dev Ji, essentially, and during the time of Guru Ram Das. So Mirtamer has such a great army established there at that point. He also had a son named Jan Beg. He also ruled and stayed in that area, taking the tax revenues from villages nearby that area. Jain Beg also had a son and his name was Umar Shah. He also ruled like his father and grandfather, taking great care of the army and the kingdom of that area. Umar Shah now had a son and his name was Jod Shah or Jodrai. He was a stunning man. He was married to a Sikh. There was a great Sikh and he taught his daughter all about Sikhi and she would constantly remember and contemplate on Gurmat, the Guru's teachings. It was that woman who was married with Jodrai. When she heard from somebody that Guru Hargobind was in that area, she started telling her husband about the great praise and glory of the Guru, telling him all about the Guru, saying, the sixth very form of Guru Nanak Dev Ji has arrived randomly in this village. If any good fortune has sparked up on your forehead, then you should go meet with that true Guru. You will obtain anything that you desire, and in seeing the Guru, you'll obtain Sikhi. It brings both happiness here in this world and in the afterlife. This comes to the countless who are servants of the lotus-like feet of the Guru. If anybody performs service for them, 
with love in their mind, they have all of their anxieties, all of their worries removed from their heart. So Jodrai was listening to these stories from his wife, and from that he had this desire to, that sprout up within his heart to go meet the Guru. He prepped all sorts of fancy items and offerings for the Guru, some horses with excellent saddles and jewelry on them, some clothing and jewelry, money as well. He took his army with him and he went to go meet the Guru. They rode out beating their drums. Alongside Jodrai was his brother Salem Shah, along with his beloved wife, who had from such a very early age adorned Gurmat, the Guru's teachings within her heart. So that group sent first a messenger to Guru Hargobind. That messenger came close and bowed down to the Guru and said, Oh, Guru Hargobind, great king, Jodhra is coming to meet you. He desires to have your darshan, divine sight, if you give your permission. Then they will come and bow down and touch your lotus-like feet. Guru Hargobind heard this and said, Yes, tomorrow morning we'll meet them. But how many forces are coming along with him? The messenger replied saying, They have 500 warriors with them at all times. They are riding alongside him. So Guru Hargobind heard this and then slept for the night. In the early morning the next day, Guru Hargobind set up a divan, a court session, where all his warriors and masans were in attendance. At the front there was an Ardasya Sikh who was performing the Ardas. The Rababis were beautifully singing out Shabads. Rababs were being played along with Mardangs. A Mardang is a tolki like a drum. Beautiful whisk was flying over Guru Hargavan on all sides. Six were just streaming in and bowing down from all sides, clasping their hands together. There was a big fan waving there, cooling everybody down. In front there was a Nakib, a, a singer who was speaking directly to the people who were coming down to bow to the Guru. Jodhrai was strapped with weapons, all dressed up, all along with his warriors as well. They placed down their offerings for the Guru and had such a desire to receive the Guru's darshan. They placed their hands on the looks like feet of the Guru while bowing down, placing their head on the floor in front of the Guru. Guru Hargobind at that point said to him in a blessing, May you remember the true Guru. Jodhrai was just amazed, so delighted to see the Guru. Firstly, he was so large. His body was just massive and jacked, adorned with all sorts of jewelry, embedded with jewels and diamonds. The Guru's eyes looked like subtle petals of a lotus flower. These lotus-like eyes by which the Guru delivers his graceful glance, liberating people from their worries. Guru Hargobind asked how he was, and then they began talking about weapons. For some time after that, they began discussing warfare, battle tactics, and stories of battle, how the Guru fought with the Emperor. They continued on this way, having a great conversation, and then they began speaking about martial training. They talked like this for another 45 minutes, then Guru Hargobind wanted to go look at Jodhrai's troops and horses. He inspected the forest there, the 500 warriors, looking them up and down and realizing that yeah, these warriors are ready for battle. They're suitable for fighting. And Guru Hargobind was so happy at Jodhrai for this. Jodhrai was also happy knowing that the Guru approved. Then they arrived at the encampment and he, he was just so attached to the Guru at this point, Jodhrai was. And when everybody left at that point, there was some time where they were just in solitude. The wife of Jodhrai then went to go meet with Guru Hargobind to receive the Guru's darshan. She said to the Guru, I am a daughter of a Sikh, O Guru Hargobind. I have heard your great praise. My father many a times had a desire to come and receive your darshan within your court. And I went along with him. For such a long time I've been a Sikh of yours, O Guru Hargobind, by which I've lived in such happiness. My in-laws though, they are not Sikh. And over and over again, I recite to them the virtues and great qualities of the Guru's house. 
and I brought them here to receive the sight of your lotus-like feet. Please teach them and make them six, O Guru Hargobind. Guru Hargobind heard this and was so happy with her. Very sweetly, Guru Hargobind responded, blessing her, saying, From you, your lineage will adorn Sikhi so greatly, they will expand throughout the entire world. And in my tenth form, I will come here, and your great-grandsons will become great Sikhs. I will come here and stay in their house, and they will serve me greatly day and night. At that point, I will liberate your lineage, and the great glory of this lineage will be expanded throughout the entire region. Jodhara's wife heard this, was so happy, was in such bliss, she bowed down to the lotus-like feet of the Guru. For some days she stayed there with her husband serving the Guru, and after some days she went back to her home with her husband. Jodhara, meanwhile, would come back every now and then and visit the Guru, chatting with them about all these stories of war. He would hear the stories of the great warriors of the Guru's house. And Guru Hargobin told him, First, we defeated the emperor's army of 7,000 who rode out to Amritsar. The only ones who survived there were cowards who left, losing in the battlefield. After this, there were 15,000 that came in great anger and mounted up against us. A battle broke out there. Again, only the cowards survived. Whoever stood in front of us was killed. Jodhari, the great warrior, heard this and said, If I was there, I would have provided great support as well, battling against them, and we would have finished them off. But really, there's no one like you, Guru Hargobin. As much as we can, we'll help next time. Guru Hargobin, radiant like the moon, spoke out saying, Jodhari, you are a great warrior. When there is a need, we'll call you for sure, and you'll help us. The Turk enemies deserve now to be destroyed. The Mughal kingdom's presence, its power, will be stripped away from them. These idiots do not respect the Peers and the Gurus. We will rip away their kingdom from them, these false rulers. Slowly and slowly we'll deliver our kingdom to our Sikhs. We'll pitch battles and only the enemies who run will be spared. Jodhari heard this and respectfully agreed saying, Guru Hargobind, whatever you say will come to fruition. You make a mosquito into a Gurur, a Devta, the bird like God which is the vehicle for Vishnu. You take massive mountain-like enemies and ground them down into dirt. You make a jackal into a tiger and a small ant into an elephant. You establish people and uproot the unjust. You do all of this just from your word, your speech. In this way, they were continuing on speaking with each other. Both of them desired to pitch a massive battle with their armies. He made an encampment near the Guru and would just stay there with great love, never separating from the Guru. And this is how chapter 24 ends. This concludes the Suraj podcast, covering the stories of Guru Hargobind within the epic Guru Pratap Suraj Prakash Granth, or in short, the Suraj Prakash written by Santokh Singh, finished in 1843. Guru Hargobind's reign as Guru was lengthier than any other Guru except for Guru Nanak Dev Ji. Within the Suraj Prakash is the second largest section, but for Guru Gobind Singh Ji's section. Thank you for joining us on this journey, exploring all these stories of Guru Hargobind. This would not have been possible without the support we were provided by the community on the Mangalacharan Patreon page. I want to thank everybody for this support. Stay tuned for future projects which will be posted on the Mangalacharan Patreon page and on the Suraj Podcast website. Thank you again. शरण परेगा टेटरेगा गाजी गाजी करा गया है गुरुवार के दिन जाओगे मान पावे ना आलो जावे सर